Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This is Colin McGuigan for IFL TV. Delighted to be joined by the man of the moment, Connor Ben in Orlando. Connor, how are you feeling ahead of this? Like this has been a, a long time coming, right? Oh yeah, mate. Just excited. Do you know what I mean? It's just, just pure excitement. Just getting back doing what I love, man. And um, you know, it's another chapter for the autobiography, man. When I spoke to you for the first time in Mexico, in Guadalajara, ahead of John Ryder and Canelo. You were really emotional. You were probably at a different point mentally than you are now. But when you seen your son and your missus arriving, did that kind of bring those emotions back to you? The reason why you do this and the reason why you put yourself through all this in the ring? I'll never forget why I do this. Um, you know, it's give my family a better life. Um, secure my son's future and, you know, my future kids' future. And... Um, and just have them want for nothing, you know. Give my give my family the best life that you know they can possibly have on this in this lifetime. So, you know, and it's also about me chasing legacy um, and chasing greatness and being the best version of me I can be and being the best fighter I can. How far away did this seem at the lowest point for you that you would get back to this point that you can actually hear that ring walk music once more? Well, you got to remember at one stage it was looking like that was wasn't going to be for four years. Um, you know, but the truth always comes out and I'm glad, you know, the truth has come out. Uh, so for me, it's just a matter of embracing every moment, uh, because tomorrow isn't promised. You never know what's around the corner. So, you know, the things that I took for granted, I no longer take for granted. It makes me, it puts things in perspective for me a lot more. Um, you know, and just how much I love fighting and how much it plays a part in my life. It really, it really is no boxing, no life. Um, this is what I do, this is what I love to do, this is what I feel like I was born to do. Um, boxing is my life, and and that's that. When this all kind of happened, you learned a lot about yourself. You, you spoke to me before about the struggles mentally, but now that you're getting back to the point of getting back into the ring, can you kind of push that to the side, or is it still hanging over you a bit because of this whole appeals process that, that the board still haven't finally spoken about that? Listen, I've been for a lot the past year. Um, it'll always be something that I'll have to deal with, and that's fine because you know I'm strong enough to deal with it. Um, and that's it. It's just it's it's another chapter in autobiography. That's that's all it is. You know, everything was going too well. It was going too great. The rise was too great. Um, you know, so you know it's a little bit of adversity. Um, I just I'm just glad I can get back doing what I love. That's that's all that matters to me. You know, being cleared twice, you know, from WBC, being cleared in this case, um, and no doubt if the appeal does happen, I'll without a doubt be cleared again. Um, and and that's that, you know, I'm just going to get back. I can't even say get back. I've been doing this. I've been about this, you know, behind the scenes and, and behind closed doors. So, you know, hopefully Saturday you'll see a different, uh, more improved version of me. I spoke to Eddie and Frank Smith about this today, but the comments from Robert Smith today about this whole appeal process that he believes that you shouldn't be fighting. However, Eddie and Frank both tell me that 
the board actually cleared you to fight through the ABC, so they don't understand where he's made these comments from. Do you think that there is an agenda against you from the British Boxing Board of Control in any way? Unfortunately, um, I, it's, it's evident. Um, you know, just you can you can tell, you can see it. It's not like I'm making it up. It's not. They said they they haven't seen evidence. I've openly, publicly said I'm willing to sit down with you, Ken, and the board. I've asked. We've asked. So, like, we've asked them. We want to sit down with them. I, I have nothing to hide. There is nothing to hide. I'm an open book. Just re look at the evidence, please. Like, we're asking them. We want to work with them. Because it's inevitable anyway. Because either way, if the, the appeal does go through and somehow I lose, they've got to look at the evidence anyway, which shows I'm innocent. And even if the, the appeal doesn't happen, I'm still willing to work with you, Cat. I still want to work with them. I, still, I, want, I want to have closure of this. And I want good to come of it because if this can happen to me, this can happen to many others. You know, you got to remember we never heard of clomiphene before this year, last year, did we? If, had you ever heard of anyone test positive for it? But all of a sudden there's been two other fighters who've tested positive for it, two cyclists, all within a year. It's a bit coincidental. As of recent, it's a bit strange. So the evidence I have, you know, could help these fighters. If I've had to pay what I've had to pay and go through what I've had to go through, the profile I've had to go through, so I can help these fighters and go, well, listen, the evidence matches up to the same as them or to them or to them, you know. And if I had to be the one to pay that price, then no problem. At least good can come of it. So the, the statement shocks me because I don't even know what he's doing on TalkSport anyway. So much for a conf confidential procedure. Like, you know, Khan and Brooke and, you know, no one knew what White tested positive for. and not. So it's like, hold on a minute. Why, is, why are you on TalkSport? And we've, we want to meet with you. I want to sit down with him. We've, we've asked it so many times. So it is a little bit frustrating because I'm just sitting there, you know, in the middle of politics because that's all this is, um, egos and politics. And it's nothing to do with, with innocence at all because if that was the case, we'd all go, let's sit down. Let's go through it. If you are guilty, here's a four-year ban. If you are guilty, here's a four-year ban. No problem. But science doesn't lie. You, science doesn't lie. It's simple. So this saying we haven't seen no evidence, the evidence is there for you whenever you're ready, whenever you want it. So just like a message to Robert Smith if he was watching this interview, what would you say to Robert Smith now that you want to sit down, you want this appeal process to be put to bed so you can focus on your career because it's been 18 months now? We've asked for the appeal to be sped up. But the appeal, I won, I won the, the case, still willing to work with UCAD. Well, there would have been closure and it would have been done. It doesn't end there for me because I'm. I want to try and change this. I want to try and, you know, change how they test for clomiphene in in athletes because not everyone has the resources, has the funds, has the promotional companies, has the name that can help them. What, what does a family do who don't have no no finances coming in? What they just got to take a two year ban? You know, I look at the other fighters in the gym. You know, the the fighters coming up. What do they do? Just say two year ban. You know, so if I can change. The law on how they test for clomiphene, you know, like what happened with Canelo, he changed the law on um, the traces of clomiphene in your system. They've raised the level. If that can be done, I feel like I mean, listen, I still would have rather not gone through it. But if if that can come of it, then I'll be. I can't say happy because it was it was I went through some seriously bad patches. Um, but I would be happy that you no know, fire has has to go through what I've gone through. Now, if you are intentionally doping, four-year ban, take it. Four-year ban, take it. But where's the duty you care for the athletes? Where's the duty you care for the other fighters who don't have the funds? Boxing is probably one of the most underpaid, hardest sports going in the world. 
There should be more duty of care for the athletes if there is a positive test, if there is an adverse finding. Investigate. Look at the evidence. And that's, that's all I can say. You can't just go, it's an adverse finding. Bang, four-year ban. I know it's a confidential process, but what would you change about this for you? Like what? So people watching this, and there's going to be critics out there, you know how people have looked at the situation. What would you change about what's happened so far? What That whole process for you, what, what, what needs to change? It's hard because there's a lot of politics involved in, in my case. There's a lot of media, there's a lot of attention. The way it was dealt with wasn't the best of ways. You know, we've all learned. Um, but the Do you whole, regret how you maybe dealt with it at times? Uh, of course, but I was, it was like grieving. You know, like I was angry. I was mourning my career. I couldn't believe it. I was in denial. I was in, um, yeah, sorry. It's in such a bad way, man. Like, you know, you know when like you go through it, the stages I went through was so bad. I think for people, they don't see this side to it. And with what, what you've you've been through and the, the point you're at now, you feel like it's almost coming to an end, but it fully hasn't closed for you, as you say. Do you think Saturday night walking out there will bring a, a piece of closure to it? Because Eddie referred in his interview to me that he feels like on Saturday night, this will be the beginning of something special for Conor Ben. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've just been through hell and back, man. I've just been through through the trenches with this. Yeah, it's by far been the hardest fight. So I'm just excited to to be back at it. Like when I mean genuinely excited, just like I didn't think this day would come again. And um, I'm just glad to be here. Glad for everyone who supported me throughout this period. You know my supporters. You know my loyal supporters who have just backed me from day. You know and um, you know Eddie Hearn, uh, Frank Smith, the zone. Everlast Sports Direct, Mike Murray, um, you know, social media platforms like yourself that promote the truth. Um, and, you know, my, my wife, my family, um, you know, the closest people to me in this room, you know, got my physio Sam sitting here opposite me. Without these people, um, I wouldn't have made it through. So I'm just happy to be here fighting and, and giving people back the entertainment that they deserve. Without saying, I'm one of the most exciting fighters in the in the division. That goes without saying, I'm one of the most exciting fighters to come out of Britain. One of the most exciting, dangerous welterweights to come out of Britain. There is no welterweight in Europe that can come near me. There is no welterweight, you know, in the world that I believe you know, can't come near me. So I'm just I'm just ready to get back out there and, and do some serious damage. On Saturday night, you've got a. Mexican in front of you that you probably don't know enough about. You've probably not got the to watch him. But will this be you almost taking out the frustration of the last while out on this opponent and really making a statement that Conor Ben is back? Um, listen, I'm gonna go in there and take care of business. However that comes and however that looks, I will do what needs to be done to get the win. Um, I'm confident in my power. I'm confident in my speed, my agility, my boxing brain, my technique, my counters. I'm just. I'm just an overall confident fighter, so I'm just, I, I, they could put anyone in front of me, you know, so for me, it's, would it be nice to get some rounds in? It would be nice, I mean, it wouldn't be nice, it would be ideal in terms of growth and progression, but, you know, I can't help doubling up the attacks, I can't help the second phases, I can't help, you know, taking the opportunities when I see them, I can't help, you know, it's like a shark in water, you know, it smells blood, you can't, I just can't help it. 
So, but it would be nice to to see some other. Hey, listen, it could be a it could be a hard fight. You know, you know what these Mexicans bring. They say like an emotional fighter is a dangerous fighter, and for someone like you who is evidently so emotional about this whole situation. Do you believe that once this is all said and done, you can make good of this whole situation? The only thing that can come out of this situation now is me, the board, and UKED all sitting down and just changing the way this is done. That's it, because no one should have to go through what I've gone through. No one should. And do you know what? Thankfully, I mean, listen, I was broken. I met the most broken version of me last year and this year. But I also met the strongest. You know, so... What if you're not strong enough? What if you can't cope? What if you can't deal? Because it was relentless. People didn't give me a breather. You know, and if this can change for other athletes, that's the only good that can come out of this. Money comes and goes. You know, money comes and goes. I don't care about money. I don't care how much I spent on this case. Money comes and goes. My name remains forever. So for me, that was always the most important thing for me. Could I dealt with things better? Of course, but I'm human. I'm young. How do you tell a 25, 26-year-old that's going through this what to do? An emotional 25, 26-year-old. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I, I don't hide. I ain't got nothing to hide. I am what I am. What you see is what you get. Not once have I, in my whole career, have I ever been anything that I've said I'm not. I've always been what I am. And I've always, you've always seen everything I am. Everyone, I'm, I'm raw to the public. I'm transparent to the public. Nothing to hide, ever. Hence Piers Morgan. Hence me speaking out. You know, but I couldn't do nothing right because if I'd gone quiet and gone missing, even worse. So I speak out and then it gets twisted even worse. So what do you do? There is no right or wrong. You know, nothing was a PR stunt. Nothing was a... Everything is done so raw for you for you guys and it just ends up getting twisted. So maybe I should have gone missing and just stayed quiet. But then the same thing would have happened. Eddie and Frank both spoke about an illicit approach towards yourself and Chris Eubank to make that fight on Sky through the boxer platform. Did it ever enter your head that Eddie is stuck with you through this, that you would maybe consider other options, or is that just not an option for you? There's other options that have been brought to the table. You know, I, I would be a top five signing for anyone um, globally. But for me, loyalty does go a long way. And I guess maybe I didn't expect Eddie, Matram and Dazone to back me the way they have. Um, I didn't expect the closest people to me back me the way they have. Sponsors. I can't believe I some sponsors just really, well, all my sponsors have stayed st stuck it with me. Um, and then I'm surprised at some people who have turned. Very surprised at the people who have turned. Bearing in mind, I made a lot of time for these people. Went on their shows. Went out my way to go on their shows. And, you know, they were the first to turn. So it's like, I hope all the other athletes out there Take a serious look at what they do for and go out their way for certain, you know, radio stations, platforms, because when they're, the game gets tough, you know, they turn their back, and um, it's a shame. It's sad to see. It's re it really is sad to see. But you know, you you live and you learn and you grow, you evolve, and they learn from your mistakes. So I'll be cautious of who I give my time to now. After this fight on Saturday night, not looking past it, but you had previously said that, you know, you don't really need a warm-up fight. You don't want a warm-up fight. It was more Tony had said to you, like, he wanted this for you. Is the Chris Eubank Jr. fight your priority after this? I've heard there's dates and venues booked. Um, but for me, 
I've overlooked one person in my career. It didn't go too well. So I will not be doing again that again, I can assure you now. But for me, it's like, listen, this is, I'm, I'm, this is what I do. It's like, if you hadn't done an interview for two, three, four years, you wouldn't be nervous. It's just what you do. You just feel like you're born to do it. That's how I feel. You know, people are born to do this. People are born to do that. I'm born to jump in a, a ring and have a tear up. That's what I feel like I'm, I'm there to do. So, you know, I'm going to go in there and make this fight the fight that it's supposed to be. You know, when I prepare for fights like this, I'm, I want to make them look like what they are. I don't want to try and make hard work of a fight that shouldn't be hard work because I've not diligently prepared or because I've not stayed switched on. This for me is, you treat every fight like it's your world title fight. Final one from me because I've taken up enough of your time and I, I know you've, you're a busy man, but whenever that Ready or Not song plays and you finally get back onto that stage and you walk out and you maybe see Victoria and Eli at that point, do you think all the emotions will come running back to you or are you focused enough that you won't feel that until you've got your hand raised at the end. I think once I land the first punch, I'll be sweet. I think once I get in there and I hit him straight away, and I, and he feels it, and he really feels it, you know, the intention, the spite, the speed, the power, the ferociousness of the shot. Um, it'll all just, everything would just, I'm just in the fight. For like up until the first punch, um, up until the first punch, it's all just pretty chilled, relaxed. This is this is what I do. When you're born to do something, you don't you don't it's not you don't get nerves. Um, you get good nerves on the day, you know. But as the years have gone on, experience has gained. Like I was nervous early on in my career, of course. But as you go on, you just the nerves fizzle out. They become more controlled. Nervous energy, you know, a little bit of butterflies in your stomach. Apart from that. Just gonna go in there, handle business, treat this fight the fight that it's supposed to be, and and on to bigger and better things. Well, Connor, thank you very much for your time on IFL TV. Always a pleasure, and uh, we'll catch up after your fight on Saturday night. Pleasure, thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.